0: Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world.
1: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 120 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live, yes, we are still live, and yes, we are still here at the OpenStack Summit in Hong Kong. Um, but uh, you know we're, we're kind of rounding down the week here and uh but once again Kenneth Hoy how are you doing dude good I, and I, I almost feel like I know what I'm doing yep yep not quite but not, not quite yet no. <laughs> and we are joined today by Edward Archibald and you are CTO correct
0: right. that's right Continue.
1: all right and and Tell us a little bit about Continuant and a little bit about yourself briefly.
0: Uh, sure. Well, Continuant, uh, we're a leading provider of solutions for database clustering for MySQL and also for replication, o- open source replication, which uh, we also have heterogeneous replication. So essentially, we provide some clustering solutions that allow people to run their websites 24-7 mm-hmm. through failures, um, as well as do things like data integration with Oracle, um, Mongo, etc. by doing... Re- replication oftentimes from mySQL to Oracle or from Oracle to mySQL et okay cetera. yeah all right
1: okay. so continua has an interesting background because you know it's it's kind of French plus Silicon Valley,
0: yeah. you know, tell us a
1: little bit about the, the company. Well, it's right? even more interesting
0: than that because the company was actually originally formed, uh, had a different name at the time, it was called Emic Networks, and it was it was founded in Finland. Oh, wow, so, okay. I and mean, this was back at around 2000 or so, and in fact, I ran the engineering team in Finland from 2001 till 2004, roughly. Um, but uh, at that time, we had a completely different product where we had modified uh, the MySQL engine to do synchronous replication, so ah, we go okay. way back to that that time. Sure. Um, sometime after that, we decided to go to a more middleware based approach of database clustering. Right. And at that time, there was a team in France that had an open source project called CJDBC, and so we actually picked up that project and ran with it. Um, we got some funding and decided to do you know kind of hetero- uh, heterogeneous replication, synchronous replication with m- stuff in Java middleware. <laughs> they then just talking to generic backends, MySQL, Postgres. So we, at that time, then, we developed this whole team in France to do that work. Well, um, you know, we, we learned twice that synchronous replication really doesn't work all that well for databases <laughs> because it makes the transaction throughput just plummet. And mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem with it. If people want to do multi-master, even today there are options like Galera, for example. And um, Galera is great for low transaction rates or if you're just doing rights to a single master, but as soon as you try to do a multi-master, the you know, transaction throughput sure. just drops. Yeah. So anyways, so what we did then is we just kept quite a few of the team members in France, but we decided to go in another direction, which is our current product offering. And so that's kind and, of... And how revolution. did
1: you go from that to OpenStack?
0: Well, the OpenStack um, is basically one of the things that we did about a year ago is we saw that a lot of our customers were moving to Amazon and um, to other cloud environments, and our stuff was kind of hard to install and configure. It was not not s- that simple. So we decided to just make it basically push button. And so we built um, a way to launch it in Amazon with a wizard. Okay. You know, it takes a couple of clicks of a mouse, and you have a cluster up and running. Well, so when OpenStack came along, we just decided to do the same thing for OpenStack. So and so what we have now is, uh, if you essentially then. Um, What we end up with is we end up with something that's kind of like RDS, which is a database as a service, but that it runs generically across multiple clouds. And so it runs across OpenStack and that kind of thing. Um, A little bit further on, OpenStack has some interesting new functionality in Neutron. And Neutron, uh, and this is stuff that we haven't really worked on very much yet, but Neutron is going to allow us to do some things that we're currently doing in our connectivity layer in the networking layer with software defined networking, so basically in the, in the controller and also using the APIs that we believe are going to be coming out of the Neutron project, some of the new connectivity groups and uh, policy um, type work that they're doing. It's very, very cool. The OpenStack mm-hmm. stuff is, they have a very good group of people working on this stuff, so I'm okay. really So, happy how's that, that.
1: going to, how's that, how are you leveraging that on the database side?
0: Well, so what happens in our clustering is that we have a connect, something we call a connector, which is a MySQL proxy. So it's like right. a wire-level proxy. Sure. And so w- then that sits on top of a mul- multiple s- database servers and routes the connections to the correct server. So if you have a master database server and you mm-hmm. want to do writes, it'll route things to the master. Yeah. Otherwise, it can route reads to slaves. So but so in essence, it's kind of like a router for, for SQL. We used to sure. call it the SQL router. Uh-huh. Well, so what, what we'd like to be able to do is just... Completely eliminate that component because, in some, you know, it's also a single point of failure, so people need to have multiple instances of this connector there as well. And by putting that stuff and pushing it down into the the controller, like, you know, basically an open flow controller, an open daylight controller, and interfacing to it with Neutron, we can pretty much eliminate that piece. So it's it's really, I think it's something that's going to take us a while to get to, but everything's starting to align for that to happen.
1: Very cool. So, you've got some. Very big name customers. Yeah. Um, what database challenges specifically do you see as you know as you go from these small customers to these large customers? And yeah, and um, we talked a little bit about you know consistency and some of these other things earlier, and about clustering yeah, mm-hmm. specifically. Um, what's kind of your secret sauce of what's missing from everything that's out there, and what helps make y'all kind of different ch- yourselves in the market? when it comes to large databases like that
0: well it's interesting to use the word secret sauce because sometimes we call our connectivity layer the secret sauce and mm-hmm. the reason for that is is you know for example a large customer of ours is Marketo. Mm-hmm. and you know they have i think last count was something like 26 clusters uh, oh, yeah. of our clusters running uh, each one of those clusters has a minimum of 4 terabytes of data and they and they're running i don't know, A year ago, they were running 500 million writes a day. I'm sure they're way above that now. And so they have massive data problems. And um, one of the issues that they have is if they want to upgrade their schema, for example, they need to be able to do that with zero downtime if at all possible. So one of the things that our stuff allows them to do is they can make changes to a slave while the app's running. And then they have an operation we call switch, or it's like a promote operation. Mm -hmm. So you can promote the master to become... Uh, slaves that yep. switch roles. Oh, right. So what ends up happening is they update their schema on the slave, they switch the roles, and now they basically have the new master with the new schema or a new right. index or whatever it is. Also, they frequently are tweaking their platform because you know they're always trying to squeeze something out of it. You know they right. want to add more memory. Um, um, you know they have, might have a hardware problem. Right. So they allow this. Our connectivity there makes it possible to coordinate those things very easily. Okay. Sure.
1: Now. If if I'm reading uh, you know kind of the research on this correctly, you, mm-hmm. you you've really focused on MySQL and Oracle yep. up until now. Yep. Um, there seems to be you know a, a direction within the industry towards NoSQL. Yep. Um, so, what's your kind of opinion on that, and and how does that kind of change design aspects uh, of you know? Really handling these things at scale, and,
0: and yeah. how does that relate back to Secret Sauce too? <laughs> well, that's 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 actually a really good question because we're looking now at what it would take to organize things around MongoDB. Right, now we have a potential partner that wants that, sure. and to do that, then. Uh, what we've done is we've created a pretty generic framework for cluster management as well as replication. Now Mongo has its own replication doesn't necessarily have much in the way of managing the Mongo instances. So um, what we'll do is then we'll just take our cluster management and also probably our connectivity layer right. and work something out with Mongo the way we have with our own clustering. Um, <clears throat> yeah And the other thing about NoSQL databases that we've seen is people are building a lot a lot of people are building hybrid apps where yeah. they have MySQL for the stuff they really care about. Right. That's kind of the way I think about it. They, sure. they want it to be consistent, durable, all that stuff. And then they have these NoSQL stores for where they really need fast yeah. throughput. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, chat messages and stuff that's kind of ephemeral. So right. we're, that's what we're seeing a lot of. And we don't have a lot of fear that SQL's going away anytime soon, or MySQL's going away soon. Is that they're complementary technologies.
1: Yeah. Very cool. And <clears throat> so, OpenStack. Is actually starting to offer database as a service project, yeah. Trove, Trove specifically. Um, it's not a, a, an official project yet. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I don't know what I don't know what the term incubating project is
0: or what is there. A, I think I uh, had understood that it did make it into the. Did it? The, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, is, I may be incorrect about that. But that, that in it did. I think yeah. it's
1: it's more that um, it's these core projects and yeah. these other right. surrounding projects. Right. Yeah right. Yeah. Right, so, right. so so all the listeners out there, feel free to correct us. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're at, the, be at the cloudcast net wrong. on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but um, so it, it's really honestly at the end of the day almost like a AWS RDS kind of clump. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. And how how would in that instance, how would Continuent potentially plug into that? Is that clear? And you know, would it supplement or replace or, you know, how do you, in your head, you know, as, as somebody who's very deep into these architectures, mm-hmm. how, do you, how would you handle that potentially going forward, right?
0: Yeah. Um, there's a couple dimensions to that. One is, you know, we'd love to participate more deeply in that Trove project. Yeah. And one of the things that's a little bit restricting us is that our, while our replication is completely open source our clustering, database clustering, and the management and the connectivity stuff has been closed source up until now. So that, you know, I mean, for example, if we could just contribute things to the project, in, in that would make it much easier for us to participate in the project. So that's a little bit of an impediment to us. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, I think Trove is like a stepping stone, at least what's currently planned, to something where people would need to have our clustering in place for the more industrial strength. Now, I know that's going to change. Trove is going to develop, and it's going to get to where we're at at some point. But I I do think there's going to be a while. Um, I hope by that time we are actually participating in the project because we're really keen on being a strong participant with OpenStack. OpenStack's great. It's an amazing technology.
1: And um, so for you personally here at the show, have you been doing sessions have you been in the design summit what's been your kind of week like
0: well mostly uh, i've been co- focusing on this stuff around neutron which is really interesting to me at present because that's kind of like you know going out ahead a little bit Also, I've been fixing bugs back in my hotel room. So, (laughs) folks out there, you're going to get your release soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone relates to to that. You know, going to a show and then... Right.
0: Oh, you don't really get to go to the show. You just get to to fly there and sit in a hotel You get to experience jet lag while trying to fix bugs. And so (laughs) that's, you know, that's really great. It's like, uh, anyway, that's how it is. Oh, glamour. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. I know. It's not the glamour you think it is. So,
1: um... Is there, because uh, I haven't seen the design summit, mm-hmm. um, is there actually Trove sessions going on that are, because I know you
0: said you were in the Neutrons. I was just wondering if you knew off the top well, of your head. no. He's <laughs> looking it up. It just turns out that, well, there's a horizontally horizontal scalable DB backend session happening here. Okay, okay. And there probably are some other ones. I didn't right. go through this whole list. Well, but, and,
1: uh, you, know, you know, it's one yeah. of those, for, for those that are out there that are interested in this, i I believe even the design or the design summit sessions recorded I'm pretty sure they are. Oh, I know the sure. main sessions are. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Not sure those them. are. Yeah, yeah so yeah. depends. Too much fighting in one room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. a lot of much bickering <laughs> right, and yelling right, and screaming yeah, and, really and jumping up arguments and, down. and stuff. Yeah, good stuff. That's real fun. How, that's, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's how the sausage Some is made. Some of them are pretty tame though. Some of them are pretty, you know, but, yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. I have a question yeah. about um so you essentially cuz you're talking you guys are actually focusing on OpenStack now and you've also mentioned how you know, you're looking at NoSQL. You have, My, but you're currently doing MySQL and Oracle. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot from people is that yes, Oracle is not suitable for the cloud. Yeah. You know, it's really just the No, maybe MySQL, but really the NoSQL stuff is what you want to run on the cloud. So, yeah. how do you, you know, so how would you answer that, you know, something like that, and what do you do, with yeah. your app to help make that running something like Oracle actually a possibility on the cloud?
0: Um, I think we're kind of all of the same opinion with, oh, yeah. with respect okay. to Oracle. I mean, even running MySQL in the cloud is a bit of a challenge, okay. though, and that's a challenge we've been meeting it, just because, you know, like, we've had to deal with, there's a lot of failures that happen in the yeah. cloud that don't necessarily happen so well. So the software yeah. has to be a lot more resilient to run in the cloud, especially right. with clustering. It has to survive small blips and connectivity, which yeah. happen all the time. Okay. Um, but um, what we've seen is customers who are running Oracle still generally running it in, their data center normal hosting right, center, right. and then they're replicating out of Oracle into MySQL. Like one of our customers has a MySQL web facing front end yeah. and they're replicating to the back end for order fulfillment. I believe that's Zappos, for example. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's, uh, that's a that's a common pattern for us. Yeah. You know, a big yeah. database running somewhere where it really can run well with web facing, with MySQL, going data going one direction or the other. Okay. Yeah.
1: Very cool. And and that brings up an interesting point. So what do you think is next for databases? And, you know, because we are, you know, everything is kind of moving towards this, everything on 24 by 7, go faster, more agile, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, no, no downtime, you know, yep. and potentially upgrading some very, very large schemas. Um, you know, what do you think is next and what do you think
0: is maybe needs work as well? You know, the biggest problem is the with these massive amounts of data, especially if you're de- dealing with, no sequ- with SQL databases the way that we are mostly, is you have to have some sort of sharding pattern right. that works e- easily so that people can just basically connect to a database, a service, really, a database as a service. And the way we think about database as a service is it's a service that should provide a lot of value adds to what just a regular database would be. And one of them would be you just connect to a single endpoint and you get to the Database that has your shard in it. Right. So that's stuff that we're interested in making work better. So the horizontal scalability is a real key here. Right. Um, it's interesting, everything is a data generator. I mean, you're generating a huge amount of data right here, right now. It's yeah. probably going to end up on a disk somewhere. Um, a lot of people are just, you know, every time I use my phone, it goes into a database somewhere. So um, <laughs> nice. the world is bright for data, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, without a doubt.
1: Well, yeah. very cool. So we are. About out of time here. So, Edward, Mm -hmm. where can everyone find out more about you and the company and Mm -hmm. and what you guys have going
0: on? Well, um, www.continuant.com. There's a lot of information on the website. We also have a uh, YouTube channel, which I do not know... the URL of, but if you go to the website, you can get to the YouTube channel. There are a lot of videos there, good demo videos, a lot of introductory information there, as well as some recorded webinars. Awesome. Very cool. All
1: right. If you like the show, please tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at the CloudcastNet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. Thanks for listening.